Edge is away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. Our show is hosted and produced by a bunch of ex-writers for Real Sport back when they actually covered real sports. Much like them, we are by the fans and for the fans, and we like to have some fun while we try to delve into a bit of analysis as well. Before the season starts in 2023, we've assembled a craft team to run our eye over each squad and predict how their season will go for them. And to talk about the Canberra Raiders, who came eighth last year in 2022, but did progress into week two of the finals before being eliminated, I have Daniel Friend. Friendy, how are you? G'day, Bo. Yeah, ready to talk about the green machine. Or the milk, as they're called often as well. Chris, you're a fan of milk. Christopher Waring, here to join us. How are you, mate? Yep, big milk guy. That's me. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I assumed that about you. Like, I, I, I was hoping you weren't like lactose intolerant or something. As I was just like freestyling. I'm assuming it's the iced coffee, like you know, the subconscious. You know, farmers union. <laughs> feel free to sponsor the pod. <laughs> farmers union only, though. We don't have dare iced coffee here. That's a Kieran Gibson thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Canberra Raiders now. Like the other episodes, we're going to talk about player movements. The coach, Ricky Stewart, uh, different parts of the field, forward spines, backs, how we rate them. A couple of pointed questions, which I'm going to make up on the fly. And uh, a prediction for the Raiders at the end. Boys, are you brave enough to listen to my questions and answer them on the fly? Can you handle it? Able. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Should I put my helmet on or can I wear a hat? No, you can. Yeah, hat's fine. A hat's fine. Although I've just noticed there's a. There's a helmet here on the website that I'm looking at. So I was wondering if you're seeing the same thing as me. Uh, let's talk about the player movements for the Raiders and whether or not Friendy and Chris rate them. So coming into the club, I think initially on a training trial, but he did play in today's trial match against the Tigers. We are recording on the 19th of February on the day that Chris's Tigers have demolished the Raiders in a trial. Uh, Danny Levi has been picked up by the club, as has Atta Murray Ota and Pasami Saulo. The losses include Adam Elliott, Josh Hodgson, who spent a lot of the recent years injured, Chance Nicol Klukstar, who's gone to the Warriors, Harry Rushton back to the Huddersfield Giants, and Ryan Sutton has gone to the Bulldogs with Sam Williams being released. Friendy, do you rate the Raiders' recruitment? No, not particularly. I don't think they've sort of bought enough there, but to be fair, I do think their squad is pretty well-rounded anyway. So I'm not sure they had to worry about recruitment too much. I think they've upgraded a couple already in the squad. So, yeah, I, I don't rate it, but but I still like their squad. Uh, no, not really. Um, lot, lost a lot of fairly good first-grade players and then haven't really signed much in return. And Danny Levi is okay, but, yeah, I wouldn't say they've done a good job. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Friendy's right. They have focused on a few resignings there, particularly Joseph Tapane, who was a priority signing after the way he played. He signed until 2028. Uh, but there are a few there that have been resigned. But I think Ryan Sutton, uh, Nicol Klukstar, Hodgson, Elliot, Adam Elliott had a really good year last year for the Raiders. Um, I think they're going to be losses. And Friendy would be licking his lips about having Adam Elliott at the Knights, I'm sure. Let's talk about Ricky Stewart v. 
very experienced coach, won a premiership in his first season of first grade at the Roosters in 2002, has, I believe, not been successful since. But club stalwart, of course, he did win a Dalian medal at the club as well. One of the great halfbacks, Ricky Stewart. Chris, do you rate the Raiders legend? Uh, no, not really. Not to Joe Dyer of every Fox League panelist on the planet. But, uh, like, he's, he's, he's an okay coach, I think. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I don't know if that's, like, a reaction to the, I think he gets shielded from some fair critique. But he also, they had a really good finish to the season last year. So, uh, you know, he should be praised for that. But, um, yeah, like, he's an okay coach. Yeah, I think he is a good coach. So I'll, I'll go with rate. But as Chris said, he, he just avoids criticism just because he's mates with everyone, which maybe, you know what, maybe that's part of the whole process. And um, he sort of has kept his long contract at Canberra um, because of that. Who, who knows? But, yeah, I, I rate Ricky as a coach. He, he's had a long time in the game, and I don't think you do that without being a good coach. I think Ricky Stewart might be the greatest coach and person that has ever lived, or my name is not Paul Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the forward pack of, <laughs> of the Raiders. Uh, they they do have uh, a few outs, as I mentioned, from the forward pack, particularly Ryan Sutton and Adam Elliott. Not a lot coming in. They did, of course, resign, as I said, Tapane, Hararira, Naira, uh, Horsburgh as well into that forward pack. Not to mention guys like Papali'i, uh, club captain Adam Elliott. Sorry, not Adam Elliott. Elliott Whitehead. Friendy, do you rate their forward pack? Yeah, I certainly do. I think it's the cornerstone of their team and the way they play they bang it down the middle through those big boys and Joe Tarpano he was outstanding last year wasn't he probably one of the best uh, props in the competition so along with Papali'i they'll look to go through the middle again and yeah I I certainly rate them there's no weak gutted dogs in their forward pack that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris do you rate their forward pack Uh, yeah Joe Tarpano is an incredible player Um, one of my personal favourites I think Papali was starting to see some decline, um, sort of inching to see the you know if that's progressed or not in this season. Yeah, Ellie Whitehead very good. Hudson Young's on the way up. Mm. You know, really bright young player. Crosswa, I quite like Corey Crosswa, mm. despite how, I could, but I can understand why people don't like him as well. Um, Emre Gould is solid. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty. They're, I would say a really good forward pack. I echo exactly what you boys have said, and I'll add the name Trey Mooney to that. Ooh, yeah. I have been keeping an eye on him as he comes through the grades, friendy. I can hear your enthusiasm as well. He looks a good one. He looks a good one. So very excited to see how he goes. And yes, I I also am very big on Hudson Young. I have been on this podcast for a number of years now. Very big on Hudson Young. So excited to see him starting to get some recognition as well. Let's talk about the spine. Now they have Jack Whiten, of course, uh, you know, Dalian winner, Clive Churchill winner. Very, very, very good 5'8". The fullback is probably going to be Xavier Savage. And I say Xavier because that's how he asked to have it pronounced, which I know is is shocking, shocking to have on this podcast. But Xavier, true story. Can't say his own name. Yeah, can't say his own name. <laughs> but yeah, that's, what, that's what he wants. So uh, Xavier Savage will probably be the fullback, I, I guess. Jamal Fogarty, probably the halfback at a guess. And the dummy half rotation, we're looking at Tom Starling, who recently re-signed for a couple of years, Danny Levi as well in that rotation. 
Chris, do you like that spine? Uh, yeah, uh, it's quite good. Um, I think Jack Wyden's a big one, and we know. Um, oh, I just blanked. What's the halfback's name? Oh, Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, how could I forget? Um, the modern day immortal Jamal Fogarty. Um, <laughs> solid player, very solid half. You know, bit of jack of all trades. Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, I'm curious about the nine because you've also got uh, Wolford there, mm-hmm. who was playing a bit of games last year. So I quite liked him. I thought. Um, he's probably showed a bit more than Starling. Um, so, yeah. And then, yeah, I think Savage, he's, he got injured, didn't, didn't he break his jaw or something? So yeah. he'll be out for a bit of an extended period. So it'll be interesting to see how they start the year with the fullback. But, um, yeah, like it's an okay spine. But it's, it's being heavily lifted by Jack Whitender. Yeah, I, I rate their spine. But as Chris said, Jack Whiten's the, the big one there. Uh, Xavier Savage is out for I think the first four rounds, roughly four to six, I think. Uh, mm. So t- today in the trial, the obvious ones were up and I'd have put there, but today in the trial, they actually had Sebastian Chris uh, back there at fullback. And um, that's not to say Rapana won't start there, though, because, yeah, but they had Chris there because they played, is it Harley Smith Shields at left center? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then Rapana just stayed on his wing and they tried to do it that way. Having watched some of that, I, I dare say Chris will just go back to the centres and uh, Rapana will start at, at the in the one jersey. I would have thought. What happened to uh, young young Wolford, the hooker? Is he not there? No, he is. He is signed. Uh, he signed Zach Wolford. So uh, he wasn't. He didn't play today, but he's mm. signed for the next two years. Okay. Yep. He could be part of it too, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the thing about him is he's very workmanlike kind of dummy half, and yep. probably compliments. Tom Starling style, like Tom Starling can come on, mm-hmm. tired forwards, bit of a running game, um, whereas Wolford's a bit more solid citizen about him. I'm not sure how Levi fits into that. Uh, Levi has a bit of first-grade experience, though. I'm curious how they fill that fullback spot now that you've mentioned that. I was wondering if they would look at Albert Hoppawate, but anyway, they probably won't. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, gee whiz, haven't the Titans missed him, according to Fox and everybody else. That's a good point, Nadia, you mentioned it. But. Yeah, yeah, I've, a very original thought. I probably fall on the sign of not rating their spine. I do rate Jack Whiten, uh, and I think Savage has a lot of upside. I'm not huge on Fogarty, and I don't love their dummy half rotation, so I'm going to go not rate, personally. What about their back line? So they got they still got Jared Croker on the books, um, but he's been playing a bit of reserve grade slash being injured. He got he got he dislocated his shoulder last year reaching for a TV remote. That's how broken that dude is. So hopefully he <laughs> bloody just sorts that shit out. Play the um play the Vince McMahon entry music. No chance. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. Uh, Nick Kotrick, of course, is is there in the back line. Sebastian Chris, like we mentioned, Rapana would probably spend some time out in the wing. Smith Shields looks very promising. Timoko looks very promising as well. Friendy, do you rate their back line? Yeah, I like their back line. It's powerful, speedy, um, aggressive in defense in particular. Um, yeah, I, I do like their back line. And I think, yeah, unfortunately, Jared Croker, club stalwart, club legend, um, he's, yeah, he's probably done for mine. But their centers now, um, Timoko in particular, I, I certainly like. So, yep. I'll rate the back line. Memory serves. Timoko might be a Queenslander. Yep. So that's exciting. I like that. Um, Chris, do you like the back line? Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's Jared Croker in a never-ending quest for 300 first-grade games. But 
Look, as a reserve, as a reserve, you know, it's pretty solid. If someone gets injured, he can come in there. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut. You know, it's a good goal kicker. You know, he'll do he'll do the job if selected, um, which answers some depth questions. And then you know, Kotrick's good young player. I really like Sebastian Chris. Very solid. Um, Tomoko, like just mentioned, um, yeah, a solid, very solid backman. Agreed. All right. So here's here's a question for you, Josh Papali'i. And Joseph Tarpanay is the best front row in the comp. Friendy, do you rate that? Absolutely. I think it certainly is. I'm trying to think of who would be up there with them. Um, just off the top of my head, I mean, Penrith, you've got Fisher-Harris and Leota. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably Parramatta, Campbell-Gillard and Paulo. Roosters. Yeah. Chucky. Lizzie Collins. Collins and, and probably Lodge you're going with, aren't you there? And then Hargraves off the bench. Maybe. Uh, that's a good strong that's a good strong three. Um yeah, but I I yeah, I, I like the, the Canberra couple. I think they're the they're the best. They're the benchmark. Chris, surely the Tigers with Alex Twoll are worth a mention. Are you insulted yeah. that they weren't mentioned just then? Yeah, I was just waiting for you two to mention him, but it never came about. <laughs> to to your question, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, but only because of Papali. I'm happy to have Tarpanay as probably the best prop and form thereabouts. I just think, I don't know, Papali, I think, lost a bit last in the last season. I'm just trying to think of a specific example that will pick above them. Parramatta is the first one that comes ahead. That's very close. Who's the, yeah. other, who's the other Broncos starting prop next to Payne Hart? Who's the other one? Well, it'll either be Flegler or potentially Pat Carrigan, depending what they okay. do with the lock forward position. If it's, if it's Carrigan and Haas, I'm going Broncos. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, no, but very, very close. Yeah, in that top five. I, I tend to agree with you that Papali is probably on the downward slide, but he's not like helter-skelter spiraling down the same way that Jesse, Jesse Bromwich fell off a cliff. He looks pretty fit today too, I, I reckon, in the trial. So um, yeah, just, just watch him this year, I reckon. Maybe he's got his head on. Wouldn't mind that as a Queenslander. I think it is the best front row, but in very strong competition with a whole bunch of those that you mentioned, including the great Alex Twell and tri-scoring legend uh, Blake Laurie from the Dragons, of course. Hey, 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 don't, don't, put, that, don't put those two together. Fuck with it. <laughs> Twell, solid. <laughs> Let's do over-under. Over-under. Ricky, Ricky Stewart kicks... Eight chairs. Friendy, over, under. Ooh, I'm just trying to think of how many losses. There's a method to my madness here. Um, <laughs> who, am I, who am I kidding? Over. Over, of course. Over. Of course. Uh, that's basically like every try conceded, isn't it? Like it's basically yep. in that sort of territory. Uh, Chris, over, under? Yeah, look, I was... My first thought was over overs, but then I'm thinking was Avi Savage out for a bit? He he tends to be the lightning rod for ridiculous <laughs> rage when you know a fucking a forward will miss a tackle in the middle and then fucking Savage get blamed for it in the in the media afterwards. But um, yeah, I'm, I'll I'll take the overs. All right, me too. Uh, let's talk about a prediction. So we're going for they're going to either land in the top four, fifth to eighth, ninth to twelfth, or in the bottom five. Chris. Where are the Raiders going to land? They're going to be ninth or 12th. They're going to miss the eight. Any particular reason? I just don't have massive amounts of confidence in them. And I just think they're, while their depth is okay-ish, I think they're one or two injuries away from being completely effed. So 
And yeah, now that I've kind of sat on for a bit, I just don't have as much confidence in the spine outside of anyone but Jack White. And even Dan, he's not, he's a great talent, but it, I wouldn't say he's massively reliable. Yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've just got them just missing. I've got them fifth to eighth. Uh, I think they've got enough there in their pack to win a fair few games and realistically to make that eight, you've just got to beat the teams below you. And I, I think they can do that as I drop my phone. So <laughs> That's okay. Um, I also have them ninth to 12th like Chris. And I think the main reason for me is I expect them to operate at a similar level to what they did last year. And I expect the Broncos to improve enough to, well, move past them essentially, but in the context of last year, stay in front of them and like they didn't do last year. Um, I, I think the Broncos should move into the eight and I've had the Raiders moving out. Apart from that, my top eight's basically the same, uh, my, uh, barring a couple of changes in position, obviously. So ninth to 12th for me, I think they'll be around that mark though. And it sounds like Chris thinks similarly, probably ninth to 10th. Yeah. So let's do a bowl prediction. Friendy, do you have a bowl prediction for the Raiders? I do, and it is. I think it's sort of helps that Angus Crichton is out for I don't know the foreseeable future. I will have uh, Hudson Young to play for New South Wales this year. You fuck! You, I, thought you I, I thought I might have stolen that. I did have another one. Um, no, that's all right. You can you, you can have it. I'm glad to share it. I'm glad to share. It. I'm going to take it as well because I'm glad to share it because I've been I've been blowing this trumpet for like two years. I reckon that Hudson Young, and he's been close, and he was close to that Australian squad for the World Cup. And I just think, you know, a few he's a couple of injuries away. I just feel like he's a couple of injuries away. So he is my ball prediction as well. Chris, what's yours? I think Croker will make will play a 300s game this year, and then he'll probably retire and not take his not take his player option, which he, I think he deserves. As I mentioned, mine is Hudson Young playing for New South Wales. About time. Needs to happen. Freddie, get onto it. Boys, thank you very, very, very much for your expertise and your time when talking about the Raiders. Thank you, Friendy. Thank you, Chris. And thank you to the audience. We do hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please like, comment, rate if you can. Uh, Five stars is great. And please subscribe so you can go above the horizontal next time where we talk about the Cronulla Sharks. But until then... Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for Real Sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Stebbin, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You know what's tricky sometimes? Picking who is going to win at the Oscars. You have to get yourself to a cinema to see all the movies, or at least have all the possible streaming services to make sure you don't miss a single one. You have to pay attention to all the precursor award shows to see who's winning so far. The Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, they're the pretty obvious ones. But don't forget the Critics' Choice Awards, or the SAGs, or the DGAs, or the PGAs, or the Eddies, or the Gothams, or the AFI Top 10, or the National Board of Review. Ugh. Exhausting right? Or you can just join me for Academy Watch on the We Made This Podcast Network. I'm the host, Bo Nicholson, and I've been reading the trends, keeping stats, and seeing as many movies as humanly possible, and I can tell you who the big players will be on the big night. 
me and a different guest each week will also be dissecting one of the key movies each season, including giving out personal awards and diving into them thematically. Will everything everywhere all at once remain the front runner and win Best Picture? Or will a film seize the momentum late in the season to storm home like Coda did last year? Time will tell, but what I do know is that as it happens, you'll hear it on Academy Watch, wherever you get your podcasts.